2: Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Bring it in, bring it in, y'all. I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, host of Right Now-ish, excited to bring you the third entry in our series on wheels, community, and culture. Today's episode brings me back to that one weekend in high school where I crashed at my homie's crib in SF, smoked black and milds, and I tried to learn how to do a kickflip on that one median where all the skaters chill at in front of the ferry building, the EMB. Yeah, I was a skateboarder for like 48 hours. Little did I know that I was busting my ass on hallowed grounds. San Francisco, California is both an international destination for skateboarders and home base to some noteworthy names in the skateboarding world. This week, we talked to someone who knows all about the intersection of skateboarding culture and Frisco. Her name is Marsha Howard. (laughs) She's bombed hills and skated parks. She's been a model for skateboarding brands and she's navigated the boys club in the skating world. She was even a longtime employee at one of the top skateboarding magazines, Thrasher. More from Marsha Howard, coming up so quick, so fast.
1: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award winning fresh air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
2: Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy, and you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. So, how did you get started? What was your first skateboarding experience like?
0: I wanted a bike really bad. I was like 13 or 14. I grew up in the city. My mom was a single mother, so we really didn't have like money at all. We lived in shelters sometimes. Like we were just very, very low on the socioeconomic scale. There used to be this thing where St. Anthony's in San Francisco would have a bunch of toys that they would give for the kids at Christmas time, and then families would come wait in this super long line and, you know, get toys to re gift to their kids. One of the things my mom got was a skateboard from that line. And I was like, I didn't want a skateboard. I wanted a bike. But it was free. And you know, my mom's like, you're going to get what I give you. I just started riding the skateboard around. At first, I was just knee boarding it, like on my knees, just pushing around at like 13, 14, not looking cool at all. And then I made some friends at school. I was already into like punk music, so I was already kind of associated with a lot of the, the white kids in my middle school. So they, when they saw I had a skateboard, they were like, oh, you skateboard? Cool, let's do it. Like, you're part of the crew. So I just started hanging out with a bunch of little white dudes at the school. They were super nice. They would take me to the skate park. I wasn't skating at the park. I was too embarrassed that there were no girls. So I, I would just go to the park with the dudes and, like, be on the side trying to ollie
2: for, like, <laughs> hours. By the time she was 16, she could skate. And she started trying to get other girls to skate with her.
0: They were sort of athletic, super into volleyball and softball. And I was like, oh, if you like that, if you're really into falling like volleyball, you'll love skateboarding, you should skateboard. <laughs> 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 it never worked out. I was I tried to get almost every girlfriend I ever had, I tried to get her to skateboard and it ended in like a broken wrist, hurt knees, you know, a bloody lip, whatever. It always ended poorly.
2: So tell me, what what was it like being one of the only girls around on a skateboard?
0: The only space for a woman in skateboarding back in my day was modeling. These were different times. Exploiting women was like, okay, or acceptable back then. And I didn't even realize I was being exploited because I was loving it. So it was fun for me. Um, but I was very much like the like sexy model girl who would be at like skate contests, passing out stickers and swag. had like a very small fan base within skateboarding but it was mostly just horny boys that thought i was hot it wasn't anything like this girl rips when i was at these contests like passing stuff out people would see me and you know i got big boobs whatever like this just a hot girl but then i was like okay when i'm not passing shit out i was on the side like in the parking lot skating with the boys uh eventually i've I think I turned like 21, 22, and I was like, dude, I'm not freaking showing my boobs off no more. This is weak. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do this.
2: (laughs) When you found other women to skate with, how did that experience differ from skating with the boys?
0: I think the biggest difference was just like the vibe, really. When I started skating better with the boys, it was kind of like a little bit more competitive. And I could feel that vibe of like, okay, you're, you're mad that I'm getting this trick, so let me stop. I feel like if I'm ripping too hard, then they're not gonna wanna hit me up to skate anymore, you know? Cause it's like, no, she's showing me up and she's a girl. Let's not even hit her up. So sometimes I did feel like I should just chill and I would just hang out and smoke weed or whatever, just cause I don't wanna like make it weird or have anybody questioning their manhood. But um, (laughs) with the girls, it's like a whole different vibe. Nobody gives a shit if you're skating good, if you're skating bad. There's a lot of like collaboration. Everybody's teaching each other. There's a lot of learning from each other. So ever since I really ever since I made my little group of friends, which isn't really that little, it's like a big group of like 30 women. <laughs> I am very adamant about not skating with boys to the point where my friends are like annoyed at, at me for it. Like I'll ask them, like, is there gonna be a dude there? Is it a girl sesh? And if it's not, I'm just not interested. Just because I went so long without having any girls and having to skate with all these boys and like having them come, you know, kill my vibe sometimes. That I'm just like, no, I don't have to do that. I have 30 other girls that I could hit up if you're skating with dudes today. It's cool. Ladies only. (laughs) Because I've been deprived.
2: Given what you had to go through to get there, it makes sense.
0: I didn't even mention all of the different ways that I've been like talked down to racially. Like, there's so many different things that have happened to me throughout my skateboarding career or whatever that just has caused me to like move further and further away from the boys club and more towards like, okay, we need to like empower more women to be excited about this sport because there are a lot of girls that like it. They're just scared because it's not, it's not a very welcoming community in that sense when it comes to women. Was there ever a
2: point where you considered quitting?
0: No, not because of anyone's attitude. That's the thing about skateboarding too, is you can like completely isolate yourself from other people. It's not like football or soccer or anything like that where you have to have like a team in order for it to be, the sport. With skateboarding, I don't got to go to the skate park ever again. I can just stand outside my house. You know, I can go anywhere in the city and do my tricks and be by myself. So yeah, there was a point where I was kind of like, this is weak. Like there's no girls out here skating. This is boring. The boys are making me uncomfortable. I'm just not going to go to skate park anymore. But I never quit skating. Nobody ever bummed me out so much that I was like, I don't like
2: this sport. This sucks. No. Do you bomb those big ass hills?
0: I used to love to bomb hills when I was between 18 to 26. And then I took a really gnarly slam bombing a hill. So I kind of stopped, but I still like to bomb hills, just not gnarly ones. Like I'll still go bomb Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is fun. That's mainly. When I say not gnarly ones, it's gnarly is subjective, right? To you, Twin Peaks is gnarly. To me, that's like a good cruise. <laughs> I'm not going to be bombing California street or anything like that. That's part of like skateboarding culture. I'll never not want to go fast down a hill.
2: <laughs> That's fascinating to me. Like I, I'm a biker and so I've done California up and down, but I couldn't imagine doing it on a board with wheels. What does it feel like?
0: It really does feel like you're flying up until that point when you get speed wobbles. And when you get speed wobbles, it's like that. You'll see people when they get towards the bottom of the hill, they kind of start shaking really, really like a lot. I used to be really afraid of that feeling because I was like, oh, that must mean I'm about to go down. But actually skating out of speed wobbles just shows that you're like a fucking boss. You're like, not only did I almost die, but I didn't die and I handled it and it was sick. (laughs) I want to go do that again. But yeah, it's like it's a crazy adrenaline rush that I can't even really explain it. It's like you're flying and you might die, but you're not going to die and you're just fucking getting it.
2: Goodness. I've seen a video where you mentioned like you skating for mental health. How does skating for mental health apply to this stage in life?
0: When I skateboard is definitely more for me to clear my head. When I was younger, it was like, this is so fun. Maybe I'm gonna be a professional. And then you're like 20 and you're like, this is fun. Maybe I'll find some friends. And then you're 28 and you're like, this is fun. I really need to get my exercise, my exercise in.
2: So you've been in the game for years and you've traveled and you are a product of San Francisco. And I'm wondering, From your perspective, what makes skateboarding and the community that comes from it and the culture that comes from it unique in San Francisco?
0: Well, San Francisco, I would say, is like the mecca of skateboarding. Some of the best skateboarders have come out of San Francisco. People come here because it's the destination of just like everything amazing. So I would say what makes the community unique is just the ability to like pull up to a spot and not know anybody. You can be a tourist. and If there's two people at that spot, they're going to come say what's up they're gonna ask you if you want them to film a trick. You just made two new friends, you know? And I've been to other states where it's not like that.
2: Marsha tells me that she still skates, but she isn't in the professional world of skating anymore. Right now, she's pursuing a degree in education and she's teaching elementary school kids, but there's still overlap. She says she always finds one way or another to bring skating into her classroom.
0: Oh my God, I use my skateboarding with with my students all the time. Uh, I teach at a school here in Bayview. And most of my students are black, and they are just like always getting a kick out of it. When a student at my school finds out that I skateboard, they're like, What, Miss Marsha, you gotta teach me how to skateboard. And I think that's just because there's just not a lot of female representation in skateboarding, but like there's not a lot of black people, and specifically black women. So when my students hear that I skateboard, they either don't believe me or they're just so hyped that they're like, Wow, this lady is doing it. If she's skateboarding, maybe I can skateboard because now that means that actually Black girls can do this. This is cool. I also show them my skateboard clips often. I incorporate it into my lesson plans as a connection because you want to kind of always be finding a hook for your lesson. Because you're just going like, okay, today we're going to read a book and I want to teach you that if something is hard, keep going. That's not fun. So for that lesson, I said, I'm going to show you a really challenging time that I had. And I played them a bunch of clips of me falling, which they love. (laughs) And then I said, but do you know what I did? I kept going. I overcame the challenge, which is why I want to teach you when you reach a challenge in your books, you got to overcome it.
2: Before you dip, any advice for girls and women who wanna start a network or a skating crew of their own?
0: If you're over 16 or 17 years old, use social media. You see a, a girl you follow on Instagram that lives in your city and you're too scared to hit her up because she's like some amazing skater. No, that girl's probably just as hungry for a friend as you are. So use social media, reach out to people, comment on those pictures. I wanna hang out, what's up? Meet you at the skate park, let's do it. I've met a lot of young girls via Instagram that are just like, hey, I'm in San Francisco and I would love to skateboard with you and your friends, but I'm so nervous. I'm like, girl, pull up, (laughs) pull up. (laughs) Because we we gonna all just be doing the same shit in this park, just come and do it alongside us (laughs) all together. Um, So yeah, I would say don't be afraid to like reach out to people because that person might seem like the coolest person ever on Instagram, but they're just as nervous and thirsty for a friend as you are. Definitely don't be afraid to like take that space at the skate park. Sometimes it feels like the boys are just like s- scattered everywhere. So if you need to take your little bit of space, go ahead and do that. If people are giving you a side eye, that's that's too bad. They can't have the whole thing. You gotta just make space for yourself and for others who are in your same position because there are a lot of us out there.
2: Hats off to Marsha Howard. Here's to using skateboarding as an educational tool. Not only for elementary school students, but for my old ass as well. Keep going. Marsha says if you're looking for more information on her, you can find her on Instagram. At Marcia Ann underscore dub. I'll spell that for you. That's M-A-R-S-H-A-A-N-N underscore D-U-H. And if you're a skateboarder looking to further your education, you might want to check out collegeskateboarding.com. That's one way Marsha's educational journey has been supported. Right now, producer is Marisol Medina-Kadena. Jessica Plachik is the editor. Our engineer is Seal Muller. Sarah Pineda, Kiana Mogadam, and Jacqueline Hall make up the engagement team, and this is Jacqueline's last week interning with us. We're wishing her the best in all that she has going. KQD execs are Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. I'm Pindarvis Harshaw reminding you to share your wheels with us. Take a photo or a video, throw it on social media, and make sure to add the tag right now-ish. Until next time, keep it lit. Peace. Right now is a KQED production.
0: Do you love
1: learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked
0: out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners— Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast.
1: Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I'm